What's up, family? How are you guys doing today? You should be doing extra well. You got an extra hour of sleep. Come on now. Nobody looks forward to the spring forward, but we all look forward to the fall back. Right? Can I get an amen? Like, I'm like, yes, Jesus, an extra hour of sleep and to enjoy my coffee. Well, I am so glad you guys are here with us today uh, because today we're talking about something that's very important. It's very essential to Christianity, something that is at the core of my beliefs of who God is, at the core of my husband's belief and just victory as a whole. Today, we're going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about healing. We're going to explore what it looks like to have faith, what faith looks like. I'm going to talk about why I believe God still heals today, why God is our healer. And tonight, we're going to come together, and we're going to have an opportunity to put our faith in action where we gather together in prayer and worship with one another, and we're going to have an opportunity to let God show up, and we put our faith in alignment with his and see healings happen. Tonight, we are going to see signs and wonders and miracles happen in this room. So I want you to get your faith up. In fact, here's, here's the thing. Every week we get up here and we pray for healing before we start the message because we believe that we serve a God who still heals today, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But let me just say this. It's not about the person praying for you, right? Nobody has healing hands. So I know we see the people on TV, they got their water that's been blessed by the Holy Ghost, and they got their get my cloth and you'll be healed. It's not about the person. It's about the faith that the person has in the God who heals us. And so tonight, you're in it. Yeah, absolutely. You can clap for that because <laughs> this room is charged with faith. And we believe we serve a God who heals us. And so we believe that when we lay hands on the sick, we will see them recover, but that it's not by our might or by our power, but it's by the Spirit of God that moves to the person and touches the person we're praying for. That's what we believe. And so you're in an atmosphere of faith right now, and tonight you're going to be in an even greater atmosphere of faith. So I want you to get your hopes up, your faith up for what God wants to do in your life if you have sickness going on in your body. Because here's what I know. 1 Peter 2.24 says this. It says that he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. I want you to notice the present tense there. It's not a past tense. He's saying you are healed. God's speaking into the present that whatever you have going on in your body, you are healed. And from the very beginning, he cared for you. It's not that he just paid for your, your sins and salvation upon the cross. In that same moment, healing right there was gifted to you, available for you. And so here's my prayer for you today, my prayer for all of us, that tonight as you lay down, as you get ready to go to sleep, that you would have the full faith and assurance that whatever you are believing God for, whatever you are asking God for, that the faith inside of you would line up with his word and you would begin to see that healing happen in your life. The healing happen in your life. Amen? So uh, every year, Johnson and I, at the beginning of the year, we like to take our boys and do a little, like, fun way to start off the new year, cast some vision, talk about things, and just get together as a family. And so we'll take them on a little mini vacation uh, to start off the year. And so one of the places our boys like to go is Great Wolf Lodge. Okay, we got it, yeah. So there's some adults that like Great Wolf Lodge, too. 
So for those of you that don't know what Great Wolf Lodge is, it's an indoor water park for kids uh, and adults as well. But uh, it's great during the winter season because when you're looking for a place to escape with your kids and let them have fun, it's great. So in January of 2018, we took our kids to Great Wolf Lodge, did our little three-day trip, and our boys are like having the time of their life, of course, and Johnson and I are having fun with them, and um, it was the last day of our trip, and that morning we got up and we did our normal devotion, spent some time with the Lord, and boys being boys, and our boys being the boys they are, they were like, mom, 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 please, please, can we just go for one more hour before we leave? And of course, naturally, I just like showered, my hair's all fixed, my makeup's on, so I'm like, uh, Johnson, what if you take the boys to the water park, you do the fun dad thing, and I'll do the mom thing. I'll stay here and pack, right? So he's, of course, he's like, of course, I'll take him. So Johnson leaves with the boys, takes them over to the water park, and I'm sitting in the room. I'm still kind of meditating on what I had read that morning and just in the time of worship. And as I'm sitting there, all of a sudden, I start hearing these blood-curling screams. Wah! I can't scream that loud because it would bust the speaker. Uh, but I hear these screams, and I was like, oh, we're in a kid's hotel. It is probably some kids, and I'm sure a sibling heard another sibling, and they're just screaming. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say inside of me, nope, go check on that. I was like, you sure, Lord? Go check on that. So I open up the door to our hotel room, and straight across from me, I met with a man who's got a six-month-old in his arms, probably a four-year-old next to him, and I hear him saying, my son is unconscious, he's not breathing, he's not responding, I need an ambulance now. And I just looked at him and said, can I go pray for your son? And he said, yes, doors open, I rush in, the screaming I hear is the mom who's next to her son on the floor, and she's hysterical, screaming, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I leaned down, and I put my hand on him, and I said, in the name of Jesus, I speak life, I speak health, and over this boy's body, in Jesus' name, he will live and not die, breath return to his lungs, eyes open, and be restored in Jesus' name. By the stripes of Jesus, he is healed and made whole. And then I think, oh, snap, I should probably check for a pulse. Um, <laughs> and so literally, I do all this, I'm just going for it with the Lord, and I was like, oh, so I like leaned down, I was like, oh, where's the pulse? Where's the pulse? Trying to hear breath. I'm not hearing anything. And I was like, be healed. And then all of a sudden, I hear. (sighs) His eyes begin to open. And he looks around. Mom's screaming over here. And he starts looking around. I said, you're okay you're okay. You're going to be just fine. He looks at mom. She's screaming. He starts to freak out. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. I didn't do that, but I wanted to do like a little slap to wake her up. Like, stop it. You're freaking your kid out, lady. Um, But then he would meet his gaze back with mine. I said, you're okay. You're going to be just fine. So as soon as, literally, it's like almost right after that happened, all of a sudden the husband comes in, paramedics come in, they come in with a stretcher. And I'm like, well, I'll just go back across the hall. Turn around, go back across the hall. Johnson and the boys are like walking down the hallway and he's looking at me like, what's going on? And where are you, you know, in the hall? What is this? And I was like, oh, you know, just this boy like fell off the bunk bed or, you know, wasn't breathing. It's like a cement floor, all this stuff. Wasn't responsive. I just prayed for him. He's fine. And, you know, the paramedics are there now. 
He's like, all right. You know, it's like my wife just braids. She does a normal thing. So um, go back into the room, shut the door. We finish packing, and we get ready to leave, for, uh, get ready to, leave to come back home. We finish all of our stuff. And as soon as we open the door to leave to go back home, of course, when you know it, it's almost like he was waiting. The husband opens up the door, and he says, thank you. Thank you. I have no doubt that the faith that you had with the prayers that you prayed that God healed my son today. God healed my son today. But here's what I know, that in moments of chaos, moments of accidents, moments of the diagnosis, it takes faith to believe God's going to do what he said he will do. And in that moment, what, res what began to re immediately respond to me, it wasn't let me check all the natural things, it was faith. Faith is what responded. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. It says that now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I couldn't see him breathing. I couldn't find a pulse. But I was like, you know what? My hope, my faith, my confidence is in Jesus Christ right now, that you are the God who heals us, and you are going to breathe life back into this boy in the name of Jesus. And see, here's the thing. When Jesus makes these promises in his word, he stands by them. He stands by his word. The scripture tells us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he never changes. He never casts a shifting shadow. And the beautiful thing is this, is that if you have said yes to Christ, and you are a Christian in this room, you are a part of a supernatural faith, and you serve a supernatural God, and there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. See, we are led by faith and the power of God. Listen. God will do his part. We do our part. Sometimes that might mean we need to eat better, or take some things like that into action, eat healthier, make some better choices. But God will do the supernatural part. You just leave it up to him. He's going to do the supernatural part. And here's what I like to say. Faith is believing God is who he says he is, and he will do what he said he will do. Faith is believing God is who he says he is, and he will do what he said he will do. I believe that God is a healer. I believe God's a healer. He's no respecter of persons, and that the same healing that he applied to that boy in that moment is the same healing that's available for you and here today. I believe that God can and will heal you. And here's the thing. You're surrounded, as I said, by a people group of faith in this room. And what we're focusing on today is that Christ is our healer, that Jesus Christ is our healer, and that by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. And so you might be in a battle with depression, maybe cancer, maybe you have diabetes, or, or maybe some chronic illness or pain, or maybe something that the doctor said, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. I have good news for you today. There is no other name greater than the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. That means sickness must bow in the name of Jesus. And so you're in a room that says Jesus Christ can heal you today. Because what I know is with God, all things are possible. All things are possible for those of us who believe. And so you might have walked in here sick. You might have come in with a bad report. But here's my prayer for you today, that you're going to leave changed. You're going to leave changed. And you're going to leave healed. And so I want you to get your hopes up. I know that there's the skeptics out there like, come on, here we go again. Don't get people's hopes up. I want you to get your hopes up. 
I want you to get your hopes up. I want you to get your faith up. I want you to believe that God wants this for you. It's already been paid for on the cross. He's just saying, hey, grab hold of this healing. But here's what I know. There are skeptics out there. I've heard people say, I've heard people say, well, you know, God makes people sick. Can I tell you something? God does not make people sick. Point me out, chapter and verse, please. God does not make people sick. We live in a wrong, sinful world. Bad things happen to good people. God does not make people sick. I've heard people say that God is glorified when we are sick. God is not glorified when you are sick. He is not glorified in your sickness. Here's where he's glorified, in your healing. He's glorified in your healing. Now, God can be glorified the way you go through your sickness, but he's glorified in your healing. I was at uh, Norcross last night, and I had a guy come up to me who I've known for years and has, has had an ailment for years. And he said, my focus has been all wrong. My focus has been all wrong. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I've always just focused on the sickness and that I'm supposed to have the sickness, but it's not that. But what I understand is that God can be glorified the way I go through this. So I'm going to continue to set my eyes and my focus on him because he's the God who heals us. See, we don't want to let someone, what someone else didn't receive be what we feel like we should receive for today. Don't let someone else's experience or circumstance or what, of what they didn't receive be the basis for what you believe you should receive. God has a different plan for you. If you are a son and daughter of God, the, what he did on, on the cross on Calvary is for you, is for you. And so what we're talking about faith. And some of you in this room, you might be like, what are you talking about with faith? I'm not talking about the TV preacher that says, have faith. I'm not talking about that. And you might be wondering, how do I get faith? How do I get faith? Romans 10 verse 17 says this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. Right? God's word is his will. So my faith has to be built on something greater than what I see. My faith has to be built on something greater than what experience or circumstances around me would say. It has to be built on the truth of his word. That God, you say that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed and made whole. And so when that happened with that boy at Great Wolf Lodge in that moment, I grabbed a hold of God's word. See, but I had hidden it in my heart. We have to know his word. We have to live out his word. We have to walk out his word. I knew, God, you're a God who heals. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what this is. I can't see, but I'm putting my faith and my trust in you that by the stripes of Jesus, this boy is healed and made whole. We speak the word of God out so that when we come into those situations or circumstances, when the brunt hits us, when the diagnosis hits us, that accident happens. We feel it, but then we go, but in the name of Jesus, God, I declare over my body that I am healed and made whole, that this will not, no weapon formed against me will prosper in Jesus' name. I am the head and not the tail. We declare those words. That's the fruit that comes out. We have to know the word of God because that's the will of God. So when we're talking about sickness, we're talking about disease or whatever we have going on in our life, we have to have hidden those things in our heart, meditate on them. The Bible says in Psalms to meditate upon the word day and night. Put those things in our heart. Get up. Even if we don't feel it, say it. God, I thank you that I am healed. I am restored. I am delivered. I am set free. 
I am walking in the fullness of you because I am a daughter of God. I am a son of God. And what you did on Calvary is applicable for me today. And I'm grabbing hold of my healing. And so I want to jump into this. I want to share with you why I believe God is our healer. Why I believe God is our healer. Because these are the things where my faith comes from. And I want it to inspire you. I want it to build up your faith as well to know this is exactly, this is for you. Just as as much for me as anybody else we talk about. This is for you. Why I believe God is my healer. And the first thing is this. Because healing is in our benefits package. Why I believe God is our healer. Because healing is in our benefits package. How many of you like to get a little free money every now and then? Come on now. There's like your, there's a little bit of nodding heads. We're like, yeah, I can't say that I like free money. We all like free money, right? We like free money. Show me that check in the mail. I'll take those of you who are saying, no, I don't like free money. I'll take your check. Um, we all like free money, right? We all like free money. Well, one of the things with Johnson and I, our insurance package, with our benefits package, is that if we get a wellness check uh, every year, we send off a little form that says it from the doctor that says we got the wellness check and guess what we get a check in return hello i'll take that money right so we get money in return so for years he and i are doing that for ourselves but then guess what we found out if we send our kids wellness papers in we get money for our kids come on now i'll take an extra four hundred dollars in my back pocket i can use that well so it's not that we didn't have that benefit. We had it all along. However, we didn't know that we had it. See, that same thing that was available for Johnson and I was available for our kids. And that same thing is true for you today. And so I wonder how many of us in this room could say the same thing. Could this be true of your Christianity and true of what you view is, is for you and your benefit? See, what I know is that you might be in a Christian in this room, or maybe you're new to the faith, and you're saying, well, that's all great, Summer, but I, maybe you've never been taught that healing is available for today, that healing is available even now in this moment for you. It's a part of your benefits package. In fact, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 4 says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all all your sins and heals all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion See, i know if i ask the question in here how many of you believe god has forgiven you of your sins and you've received that forgiveness you guys would all raise your hands and i see you all raising your hands even now but if i were to ask the question how many of you believe that god can heal whatever's going in your body i know the hands would slowly slip down not everybody would come to grips with that. Why is that? Many times what I encounter when praying with people or just having conversation with them is that they, they, they don't think they deserve healing. They don't think they deserve healing. So they feel like, I can't take a hold of that benefit because I don't deserve it. Maybe because of a past sin that they committed or something that's happened in their life, they feel like they don't deserve it. A few years ago, I was down at Midtown preaching on healing because it is such a passion of mine. And as I was preaching, uh, I shared the testimony of a friend who had had HPV for 20 years. And in that testimony, I shared that she had been healed, completely healed of HPV. 
And if you don't know anything about that, HPV can lead to cervical cancer. It's something that they say once you get it, you're going to have it for life, like it doesn't go away. So I shared the testimony of my friend who had been healed of HPV. And after service, as I'm standing there greeting people, I have a girl come up to me and tears streaming down her face. And she said, I was supposed to be here today. I said, tell me what's going on. She said, I've had HPV for a few years now. She said, and because of the shame that's associated with HPV, every week I would come in. And when we do prayer for healing, I was ashamed to even raise my hand because I felt like I didn't deserve it. I felt like I didn't deserve it. But today, God has said, this is a part of my benefit package. I deserve it. There is no shame. There is no condemnation in coming to Christ. And so today, I've received my healing. I've received my healing. Yeah, he got Here's the beautiful part of that. She's so funny. I love it. So in that, she's like crying. We're having a moment and crying, right? And she's like, so here's what I'm going to do. So tomorrow, I'm going to call my doctor. I'm going to set an appointment. Because here's what I know. Healing begins in the cells. So even though the healing begins in the cells, we might not see the full outcome of our healing for a few weeks, months, whatever that looks like. She's like, but I know I'm healed. So I'm going to set an appointment with the doctor tomorrow. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to email you once I get the report back from the doctor, and you're going to see I am healed, and I am HPV negative. I was like, go ahead, girl. And I knew. Like, I knew. I was like, oh, she's healed. Like, there was no doubt. Like, this girl is healed. And so sure enough, two months later, I get an email from her, from Courtney, and she's like, here's the results. I am healed. And so, listen, we overcome by the blood of the lamb what Christ did on the cross on the cross, and the word of our testimony. So when she found out that I was speaking on healing today, she was like, oh, I'm there. I'm there. So she's here today. She's like, there's no shame. There's no shame in what I had had because Jesus Christ has set me free. He has healed me, and I'm walking health, healthy and whole right now. So Courtney's here on the front row. Wave your hand, Courtney. And here's what I love about this. She's like, whatever you, whatever you need, I'm here. Whatever you need, I'm here. You want me up there? I'm there. You know, you want to give people my contact information? Give my contact information because what God did for me, he can do for them. And I was like, I was like yes, girl. Yes. Way go. Um, fire of God. But in that, it's her faith. She grabbed hold of the benefits package and her faith like, came in line with the word of God, the will of God, said, that is it, that is for me. And so she's here today as a representative saying, hey, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. And she just wants to come in agreement and even with prayer of faith with people for that. See, God's desire to heal is always greater than what we think we deserve. God's desire to heal is always greater than what we think we deserve. Matthew 8 gives an account of the centurion officer whose servant is uh, sick, and it says this. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. And turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. You see, in this moment, the centurion wasn't coming to Jesus based on his worthiness of what he felt worthy. He was coming based on Jesus' superiority. He said, you are superior. You are a God who heals. That's why he came to Jesus. 
So let me ask you this question. Are there any areas of your life where maybe you're saying, you know what, God, I don't feel like I deserve your healing. Because today, God wants to shine his light down on that lie and say, you deserve healing. It is for you. It's a part of your benefits package. It's not about who sinned today, but rather the opportunity to see what God wants to do as you grab a hold of your benefits package. You deserve it. It's in his benefits package just for you. Second thing is this, why I believe God is our healer. Because healing is in his name. Healing is in his name. When God set the Israelites free from Egypt, right, we see that he parted the Red Sea. They walked through on dry ground. They walked through on that dry ground, and then they went out into the wilderness where they were there for three days, and they couldn't find any water. And so we catch up to the scripture here with Moses in this, in Exodus 15, 23 through 25, and it says this. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah, and the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And we ca- when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. See, when the tree enters into the water, what was bitter was made sweet. And what was broken becomes whole. And it's in that moment that God is basically, it's a prophetic move that God is making with Moses saying, hey, when the cross of Calvary enters into your sickness, it cleanses it. It changes it. It makes it whole. It makes it whole. When Christ moves into sickness, it changes it. Pain turns to healing. Sickness, bitterness turns into sweetness. And right after that moment, after God does that, he makes this prophetic move. He says in Exodus 15, 26, he proclaims, For I am the Lord who heals you. For I am the Lord who heals you. Now, the Lord comes from the word Jehovah in Hebrew. Heals comes from the Hebrew word Rapha in Hebrew. And Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals. We didn't name him that. That is not something pastors just said, oh, one day we should just call him that. He, he named himself that. He says, this is who I am. I am the Lord who heals. I'm the Lord God who heals you. And he said it in scripture long ago in the Old Testament. We see it weaved all the way out throughout the New Testament as well, that he is the God who heals. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. It's in his name. Healing is in his name, and it's a part of his benefits package. Third thing is this, why I believe God is our healer, because healing is in his will, because healing is in his will. I think most of the time it's not that we struggle with whether uh, whether or not God is able to do it. We know, okay, you're, you're a big God, you're a powerful God, you're a supreme God, but we struggle with the willingness of God to heal us. God, are you willing? I'm not really sure if you're willing. And so, Here's the thing. I can't pray with faith about something I'm not sure God wants to do. We can't pray with faith about something we're not sure God wants to do. So is it his will to heal us? Is it Christ's will to heal us? Let's look at the scriptures. John 6, 38. Jesus says this. 
For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And so, can we agree on this? Jesus came down to do the will of who? The Father of God, right? And we see in Scripture, all throughout Scripture, the will of Christ when it comes to healing. We see in Matthew 4, verse 24 through 25, and it says this, And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Matthew 8, 16 says this, He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. Now, I just want to pause sometimes. Sometimes, not always, occasionally. So don't be like, oh, this is an every time thing. Sometimes there can be a demon associated with a sickness, okay? Not always. Uh, Johnson and I were in Belgium one year doing some ministry, and a woman came up who needed prayer for healing. She had a huge knot on the side of her head. She couldn't walk straight. She was dizzy all the time. She said, would you pray for me for healing? I'm like, sure. So I started to pray for her, and she manifested a demon. So I cast the demon out, and the bump went away, and she was healed. Sometimes there's a demon associated with sickness, but not all the time. That's why that's put there. So don't listen, I'm not saying you go around to people, you start saying, in the name of Jesus, you start trying to cast out spirits of people. Don't be doing that, okay? I'm just saying sometimes that can happen. Matthew 12, 15 says, he healed all the sick among him. Matthew 14, 14 said, Jesus had compassion on them and healed their sick. Matthew 15, verses 30 through 31, a vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. So who does Jesus heal? Come on, y'all. Oh, there we go. All right? So does that include you? Everyone in this room? Yes. Jesus healed them all, and that's available for every one of us in this room. See, Jesus never told anyone it was his will for them to be sick. He never said that. And he never said, no, it's not your time to be healed. Come back. See me in like three or four years, right? He never did that. No, he healed them all. Can I tell you something? The word of God does not have an expiration date. The word of God does not have an expiration date. So what he said thousands of years ago still applies for you today. Still applies for you today. See, God never stopped healing. We just stopped believing in him for our healing. God never stopped healing we just stop believing in him for our healing. And here's the thing. If the enemy has the ability to make us sick, doesn't God have the ability to make us well? Yes, amen, right? Only one person ever asked Jesus, was it his will for him to be healed? And we see this in Matthew 8, verses 1 through 4. It says, a man with leprosy approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me. Make me clean. In other words, he's saying, hey, I know you can. I just don't know if you want to, right? I know you can. I just don't know if you want to. And the scripture says that Jesus reached out and he touched him. He touched him. Here's the thing. This man was a leper. This is a big deal in society because they were unclean. You did not associate with them. You were an outcast. But Jesus reached out and he said, yeah, I am willing. I am willing. He touched the outcast. He touched the one that felt like he was untouchable in that moment. And he said, I am willing. Be healed. 
He answered once and for all God's willingness to heal us in that moment. He said, I am willing. So I don't know what you came in this room with today. I don't know what you have going on in your body. I don't know if you feel untouchable. I don't know if you feel like, well, my thing is too big for God. Nothing is too big for God. And he's here today to say, I am willing and I can heal you. Fourth thing is this, why I believe God is our healer. Because healing is in his promise. Because healing is in his promise. Seven year, uh, 700 years before Jesus walked the earth, uh, Isaiah gave a prophecy about the Messiah who was to come and who was coming. And so I want us to look at the scripture. And as we look at it, I want you to notice the past and the present tense here. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Not one day, we are healed. Saying, even in now, even in the now. And so there was a lot of talk in those days about what would happen when the Messiah came on scene. There was a lot of talk about what that would look like when the Messiah showed up. And so one of the messianic prophecies and promises that we see is found here in Malachi 4, verse 2. It says this. It says, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Now that word wings there in the Hebrew, the word for that is kanaf. It's kanaf. And it's an edge or extremity specifically of a bird wing. That's what that is referencing there. And so when Malachi says there will be healing in his wings, healing in his kanaf, immediately people would get a mental picture of a bird like an eagle with fe the feathers in the eagle's wings and the long feathers poking out the sides of his wings, the fringe feathers. And we also find this word kanaf in numbers, numbers chapter 15, where it says throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels, zitzit, on the corners, the kanaf, of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel you will have these tassels to look at and so you will remember all the commands of the Lord and so what happened back in scriptures they actually attached these tassels to the four corners of their robes and as time progressed they adopted something that you might have seen as used before this thing called a prayer shawl so these zitzit are hugely important right here. They're hugely important right here. They reminded people of all the commandments of God when they put them on, when they put on their prayer shawl. And the word zitzit has a numerical value of 600, of 600. And then there were eight threads. You can't see them right here, but there's two on each side, two on each side. And as they gather, there's eight threads, and then there's five knots on each one of them and so when you add up the number 600 with eight and with the five you get 613 and so whenever you saw a Jew with the tassels on their garment the zitzit on their garment they would think the number 613 all the commandments of God surrounding them the promises of God on them the fullness of God with them and so as they walked about, literally, they were surrounded with the commandments of God, the word of God, the promises of God. So not only were they surrounded by that, they were also surrounded by the name of God. 
Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings in the kanath. And so this legend began to grow that when the Messiah came, that he would have healing in the hem of his garment, healing in the powers in his tassels of his robe. Now, if you remember, Jesus is a Torah-observant Jewish rabbi. So naturally, Jesus would be wearing a robe very similar to something bigger than this, but it would have the tassels on it. And so in Mark 5, 24 through 26, we see this. It says, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. She had tried everything she could to be healed. And in those days, we didn't have doctors like we have now. We didn't have modern medicine like we do now. Right? There's all these weird tonics and superstitious things that you do. She had tried everything, but nothing happened. She grew worse. But she still had hope. She still had faith. That when the Messiah came, there would be healing in the tassels of his garment, in the tzitzit. So we catch up in verse 27. It says that when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, I believe. I believe. If I just touch his garment, if I just grab the commandments of God, if I just grab the promises of God, if I just grab the name of God, if I physically touch him, she said that I would be healed. And immediately as she touched with that belief, it says that the bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. See, in that moment, she pushed out the shame. She pushed out the shame that said, oh, you can't come to God for that. She said, no, no, I'm coming to Jesus. I have tried everything else. I need him. She pushed past the shame. She pushed past the fact that she felt like she had been an outcast for years because she had dealt with this issue of blood. And she said, I'm going to grab a hold of all of God's promises that are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. She said, I'm going to touch the word of God in the flesh. And I believe, I choose to believe this is for me today. See, there's a great truth in this moment. If you read on even further in the scriptures, Jesus says, whoa, what just happened? Somebody touched me, and they're like, well, Jesus, yeah, a lot of people touched you. There's a great crowd around you. And he's like, no, but power went out of me. See, her faith in that moment, her faith in that moment dictated what she received. See, the truth is everybody in that crowd that day wanted something from Jesus. Everybody wanted something from Jesus in that moment. But there was one who reached out in faith. There was one who grabbed a hold of God said, I believe you. I believe. I trust you are the God who heals me. I trust that your promises are yes and amen. I trust that this is is for me. So here's my question for you. Which one of you, which one are you today? We can want our healing. We can want our healing. But honestly, wanting healing doesn't bring the healing. It's coming in alignment with his word. It's coming in alignment with the word of God, the will of God, and faith. That's what brings healing. Faith brings healing. A few years ago, uh, it was in July of 2017, every week we pray for healing here at Victory. And I was up doing the uh, announcements that day to 
pray for healing. And as I was preparing that morning, um, I felt the Lord say, hey, I want you to share part of your testimony about um, having children. Uh, because Johnson and I, you've probably heard us tell the story many times, um, the doctors have said it's not going to happen, and um, you should consider yourself a candidate for in vitro, but God had already told Johnson that their names would be Jeremiah and Isaac, which is who we have today. But in the midst of Jeremiah and Isaac, uh, I had a miscarriage, and um, that was very uh, detrimental to us as we went through that process. And so even in that, we thought we had lost Isaac. Um, but of course, when we saw the ultrasound that, that day and she said, well, it's another boy, I heard the Lord say, just like my promise was fulfilled to Abraham and Sarah, giving them their Isaac, so is my promise being fulfilled to you now. But... When we went through that miscarriage and we thought we had lost Isaac, I'll never forget that moment um, and during that time because I was seeking God, seeking, like, God, I know you can heal me. I want you to heal me. And he was challenging me in my faith. Do you believe I can do this again? Do you believe? Yes, God, I believe. So I'll never forget one Sunday morning we were down at the Norcross campus and we were on the front row just like you guys are here. And when it was time for healing, um, so remember this. I heard the Lord say, today's the day. I said, and I was like, okay. So I'm like, okay. You know, start the crying. Jesus, you're ministering to me. Look over at Johnson, who's being such a supportive husband in that moment, because I'm a bawling mess. And I'm like, ah, and he's like, yes, okay, baby. You know, just puts his, puts his hand on my bag, just kind of rubs me like, I don't know what's going on, but God's doing something. Um, and I was like, I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. So I, I share this testimony because it was actually a year to that day was Isaac's due date. So I share that testimony Sunday, a Sunday morning here at Victory. And after service, I have a woman come up to me. Her name's Elizabeth. And she and her husband, Josh, attend here. And she says, um, I miscarried a little over a year ago. And I have been going through the struggle with the doctors. I've been on fertility stuff. Nothing is happening. And I feel like today that was for me. Would you pray with me? Would you come in agreement with my faith? Because I believe what God did for you, he can do for me. I said, absolutely. So I pray with her. Our faith comes together just with God's promises that she's healed. And thank God for just what he's doing in her body for life that's going to come forth. So she sets her faith. She does what she's supposed to do. She does her part, sets her faith with the Lord. She and her husband take care of business. And uh, I mean, I only know about Jesus who was supernatural. So anyway, she does her, they do their part. And two weeks later, she goes to the doctor and she's like, hey, will you check my hormones? Because she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt God had healed her womb. God had opened her womb and life was, was born and created. She goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, ah, uh, you know what, your numbers aren't right, so no, I don't think that happened. She left, and she came home discouraged, like, a little discouraged and frustrated, like, this is what they said, but I believe God healed me. I know he healed me, and her husband says, he did heal you, and we're going to stand on the promises and continue to believe that we're going to see a full pregnancy here in the next few weeks. God has healed your body. See, healing began in her cells already, but wouldn't you know what, a few weeks later, when she goes back to the doctor at six weeks, that is when the full manifestation was there. The doctors tried to tell her, no, it's not there. But then on July 28, 2018, she found out she was pregnant with her son. And here's the beautiful thing of that. 
That was one year to the day of her miscarriage. We don't always know God's timing. We don't always understand God's timing. But one year to the date of her miscarriage, she looks back and she goes, I know he's the one who healed me. I know he's the one who opened up my womb. And so now, you want to show this picture? We have a, they have a beautiful son, baby Beckett. who's seven months old. See, they grabbed hold of the promises of God. They grabbed hold of the name of God. They grabbed hold of the will of God. They said, these are for me. These are for me. This is for me. In fact, uh, Elizabeth and Josh will be here after service, but they're also going to be here at Thursday tonight to pray for you. If you need somebody to come in alignment with you for healing for a child, they're going to be here with you. Courtney's here. She's going to be here after service because they want their faith to align with yours. It's not about them as people, but it's the faith that they have to come in alignment and agreement with you to believe what God did for them, He can do for you. He can do for you. Because here's the thing. Healing is a part of His benefits package. It's for you. You deserve it. Healing is in His will. Healing is in His name. And healing is a part of the promises of God. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin, dead to sin and live for what is right. But by his wounds, we are healed. And that healing, just like salvation and forgiveness was available, is right here together for you. Amen. You don't have to fight to be healed. You don't have to fight to be healed. He's already fought for you. He's already overcome the world. So as he's overcome the world, we get to overcome. And we've overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to pray. And maybe you're in here and this is all new to you. Maybe you've been far from Christ. And maybe today you're like, I've been far, but I want to experience, I want to know this Christ, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals me. Maybe there's emotional things that you've been carrying for a long time. God wants to heal you in your heart. He wants to lift that depression, that anxiety, whatever you might be dealing with. Or maybe you're in this room and, and you're like, I just want the faith to believe. Maybe you're ready to say yes to Jesus. I want to pray a prayer of salvation. I want us to pray this together. And then I want to pray something over you as we set our faith and our expectations of who he is and what is already available for us and what's available for you to receive your healing today. Amen? Let's pray. If you would just follow and pray with me. Say, Father God, Lord, today, Lord, I repent of my sins. Father, I turn from my past. I turn from my pain. And I turn towards you in this moment. Lord, I confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who raised from the dead, purchased salvation and healing for me. And so right now, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. Come live inside me now, in Jesus' name. And for those of you who, you're just, I want that same faith, I want you just to just for healing in your body, just as a sign of surrender, if you feel like it, to just lift your hands up towards him. Say, Jesus, I believe you are who you said you are. That healing is a part of my benefits package. It's in your name. It's your will. It's your promise. And so right now, 
I choose to believe. I grab hold of faith in your word for healing in my body, in my circumstances. And I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed and made whole. In Jesus' name, amen.